Thanks, everyone, for watching our broadcast today. It's such a joy to come to you each and every week and to share the Word of God with you. You know, one of the things we enjoy is when people respond by writing to us or calling or going onto our website and letting us know how much they're enjoying these lessons. That's one of the, the great joys of being able to bring them to you is knowing that people are benefiting from them, that they're helping people. And we know that is true for people all over the world. You know, that, that never ceases to amaze me that right here in my television studio in Crowley, Texas, which is a suburb of Fort Worth, Texas, for those of you that may not know, right here from this studio in Crowley, Texas, we are reaching over 200 nations around the world with this television broadcast. That, that, just, that just amazes me, blesses me, and humbles me to think that we have this opportunity. But we want you to know that wherever you're receiving this broadcast, we are in the ministry to help you. This is not all about what it's done for me, even though God has extremely blessed me, honored His Word, but my purpose is to show you how that it can happen to you as well, praise God. And one of the ways I can do that is through this television broadcast and bring you these lessons each and every week. For those of you that joined us last week, we began talking about the prayer of petition. We have a live audience with us in the studio. We thank you guys for being here with us. You helped pull it out of me, and I really appreciate that. If you remember, we started last week from Luke chapter 18, where Jesus said men ought always to pray and not to faint. So prayer should be a vital part of our lives. Matthew 6, 5 says, and when you pray, not if, but when you pray. So once again, in the mind of God, prayer should be a vital part of our walk with Him. And then the Bible tells us in James 4, 2, that we have not because we ask not. So prayer, once again, should be a vital part of our walk with God. And then 1 Peter 3, 12, uh, one of my favorite scriptures says, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and His ears are open unto their prayers. Now, once it becomes a revelation to you that you've been made the righteousness of God, once again, not based on anything you've done, based entirely on what Jesus did. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, for he who knew no sin was made to be sin. That's Jesus at Calvary. He was made to be sin, even though he had never sinned, so that you and I could be made the righteousness of God. Righteousness just simply means right standing with God. It's an old English word. There's nothing religious about it. It just simply means right standing with God. You know, there are people in the audience here that I've known, some of them for many years. Uh, Rick here on the front row, I've known him for many years. I believe I could say that I have right standing with Rick. I could have said, uh, I, I, I have righteousness with Rick. Now, that sounds religious. What do you mean you have righteousness with Rick? I have right standing with him. We, we, have, a, we have a relationship. You know, there's nothing between us. Uh, I know he's for me and not against me. And it goes uh, both ways. So you could say there's righteousness between us. There's right standing. That's what it means. Get that down into your thinking and don't treat righteousness as some kind of, you know, super religious word. It's an old English word that simply means right standing. And folks, you have right standing with God. If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, then never again think that God's mad at you. Never again be fearful 
uh, that God, you know, has something against you or is not interested in you, that's a lie from the devil. Right. You have right standing with God. Right. And when you know you have right standing with God, now you know this, his eyes are over you. Not only that, his ears are open to your prayers. When that becomes a revelation, you will never say again, I don't think my prayers got any higher than the ceiling. Oh, your prayers got all the way to the throne of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. I'm preaching myself yeah. happy. I hope I'm doing the same for you. Yeah. Now, let's go to James chapter 5. James chapter 5, and we'll get into some new material today that we haven't covered thus far. James chapter 5, and I want to look at the latter part of that verse. Well, we can go ahead and read the whole thing, but the latter part of the verse is what I want to focus on. Verse 16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Now listen to this statement, the closing part of that verse. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now let's go back to the revelation on righteousness. You have right standing with God. So notice what he's saying. The man who has right standing with God, this is what he can expect. His prayers avail much. Now, the Amplified Bible says uh, something close to this. It says, the effectual, earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man availeth much, makes available tremendous power dynamic in its working. Wow. I love that. The effectual, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. Now, you should have said right then, that's me the Bible's talking about. Amen. That kind of prayer is, it availeth much. In other words, God hears it and it makes available to the person who's praying it tremendous power dynamic and it's working. I love that. Praise God. Amen. Your prayers avail much. Don't ever again go to prayer and then walk away saying, I wonder if God heard me. I wonder if that did any good. If you know you have right standing with God, then you walk away from your prayer saying, so be it. Hallelujah. That does it. That settles it. Glory to God. I'm that right standing person with God. And I know my prayers avail with him. And I know tremendous power dynamic and it's working is on its way to change things in my life. Hallelujah. Can you give the Lord a shout over that? Amen. So in other words, prayer should always be a positive experience and not a negative experience. Amen. Always a positive experience. Now in this study on the prayer petition, we're not only going to talk about uh, how important it is to expect results, but we're going to talk about um, the, the, the application of the prayer petition, how it is properly prayed, and then all the, and I hate to use the word rules, but I can't think of a better word, all the rules that apply to that particular kind of prayer. Now you say, well, you keep saying that kind of prayer. What do you mean by that? I'm glad you asked. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. And let's look at something here the Apostle Paul says. And let's begin with verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, let me ask you this before we read the next verse. Don't look down at that next verse. Look at me. You don't look at that next verse. Look at me. (laughs) Where is it that we are doing all this spiritual warfare? Where are we wrestling these principalities and powers? When does that occur? When you agree in prayer? Yes, sir. And notice he says in verse 17, and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So if you're taking notes, write this down. God's word is his part of your prayer life. God's word is his part of your prayer life. Don't ever go into spiritual warfare without the word of God. Amen. Amen. You're going to need the word of God. Wicked spirits, principalities, and powers respond to God's Word. Amen. Amen. So take the Word of God. Now notice verse 18. And let's, let's back up to 17 again. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always. So actually what he's saying, if we keep all of this in its context, Paul is talking about prayer armor. He's talking about the armor that we put on when we pray. Amen. The helmet of salvation. Amen. We need to know the gospel of peace. We need to have the shield of faith. But more than anything, we need to have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit. That's how we do battle with these cohorts of Satan. Amen. With the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. If you don't take the Word of God into your prayer life, then there's a strong possibility you're not going to get results. I want results when I pray. See, I never pray because it's the religious thing to do. I pray for results. When I pray over my finances or whether it's healing in my body or for it's a loved one or whatever I'm praying about, I'm praying because I want results. I'm not praying because I just like to hear myself speak, you know, religious words. I don't pray because, you know, somebody said, well, It's the religious thing to do. I pray for results. Amen. So notice he said, put on this armor and then pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Then prayer, uh, Paul says, and I solicit your prayers for me as well. And for me, that utterance will be given unto me. That's what you ought to pray for your pastor, that utterance will be given unto him, that he will open his mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Amen? Amen. But notice here he says, praying always with all prayer. Everybody say all prayer. Now, the Amplified Bible says, with all manner of prayer. And then the New International Version says, with all kinds of prayer. So that's the reason I keep saying that the kind of prayer that I have learned 
that seems to get the quickest results in the most impossible looking situations is the prayer petition. It's the kind of prayer. Now, so that would imply that there are various kinds of prayer. We're going to get into that. Not now, but we're going to talk about the various kinds of prayer. Now, what I do want to say is this. Since there are various kinds of prayer, just like there are various kinds of sports, and we don't play sports, all sports, by the same rules, do we? Have you ever seen anybody try to play baseball with football rules? It's not going to work. You ever seen anybody try to play soccer with basketball rules? You're not going to get the results, amen, that you desire. There are different kinds of prayer. There are different kinds of rules for each kind of prayer. And if you learn what those rules are and you apply them to that particular kind of prayer, you're going to get Bible kind of results. Amen. Amen. Brother Jerry, I can't wait till you tell us. Well, you got to wait because I'm not ready to tell you about all those different kinds of prayer yet. But trust me, we will get to it. And we're going to talk about all the different kinds of prayer and the different applications of them and the rules that go along with them. And, you know, but the the one I want to focus on the most is the prayer petition. Okay. So once again, while all of these different kinds of prayers are exciting, and should be studied by every believer. Once again, our focus is on the prayer petition. And as previously stated, and I'll keep saying it throughout this study, the prayer petition is the kind of prayer that I've learned seems to produce the quickest results in the most impossible looking situations. Now, let's go to 1 John chapter 5, and we will see specifically mention the prayer of petition if you're interested in where I got that term. 1 John chapter 5, and let's look at verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Now, highlight that scripture. Underline it, whatever it is you do in your Bible, so every time you pass 1 John 5, that will jump out at you. How many of you want to have confidence when you pray? Yes, sir. And that a whole lot better than going into prayer wondering, you know, like most people do. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the what? the petitions that we desired of him. So we're talking about the prayer of petition here, are we not? And notice that the prayer of petition, the, the single most important rule about the prayer of petition is this. You have to know the will of God up front before you can pray this prayer. Did you see that in those two verses? This is the confidence we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will. So the prayer and petition is not a general prayer, you know, where people just say, oh, Lord, just bless us. Uh, Lord, you know, just, you know, you just kind of throw a scatter shot out there. Just a general kind of prayer. The prayer of petition requires preparation. It requires research in the Word of God. 
Why? Because you're endeavoring to find out the will of God. Where are you ever going to find that out at? The Word of God. The Word of God is the will of God. God will never say something in His Word and then will the opposite. So the first thing we have to do with the prayer petition is we have to find out what is the will of God. Let's say, for instance, it's healing that you're after. You, you, you've been attacked in your body and you're interested in finding out what is the will of God for my health? All right, so I'm going to have to go to the Word of God, right? If I want to know the will of God. Now, for those of you that are just beginners and you're just learning, then invest in a concordance. If, you, if you're not familiar and you don't know the Word real well, invest in a concordance. The beautiful thing today, man, I wish I'd have had all this stuff 45 years ago we have today, but I didn't. So I had to do a lot of research with reference books and concordances and, and so forth. So get a Strong's concordance, but the beautiful thing today is you can download it on your iPhone. Glory to God. You can download the entire Strong's Concordance, which means that concordance, you can look up one word, healing, health, in that concordance, and it'll give you every reference in the Bible to healing and health. Wow. Now, that just saved you hours and hours and hours that I spent 45 years ago trying to find all these verses you know, when we didn't have all these wonderful tools that we have today. So take advantage of that. God is really making it easy for you. Yes, Praise sir. God. But you got to do the research. I mean, you got to turn the phone on and you got to go to that app. Bless you, darling heart. This is so hard. <laughs> huh? But you can go to that app or you can go to your Strong's Concordance, look up the word healing or health and go to every verse that talks about it. And from that, you're going to find out that not one time did God refuse to heal somebody. That's right. Not one time. That's right. Not one time did he refuse to heal somebody. Amen. Amen. That ought to tell you something about what his will is. Now also you're going to discover that the same Jesus that paid the price for your sin on the cross, the Bible will tell you, and by his stripes you're healed. Would you agree with me? That's the will of God for all men to be saved. Yes. In fact, Paul writes that in Timothy, that it is the will of God that all men be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. You know, if someone said, uh, if they came to the altar in your church and the pastor said, what would you like today? How would you like for me to pray? What do you want? I want to be saved. Lord, if it be thy will, save this man. That's a foolish inaccurate, I'm going to even go a step further, dumb prayer. (laughs) The will of God was expressed 2,000 years ago on that cross. It's the will of God that all men be saved. No, No preacher in his right mind would ever say that to a person who comes forward and says, I want to be saved. Lord, if it be thy will, save this man. That's, that's foolishness. No, no, once again, no preacher who knows anything about the Bible would ever say that. But how many preachers you ever heard when the guy, you know, the same guy comes up and says, uh, I want to be healed. Lord, if it be thy will. Oh, wait a minute. The same Jesus that paid the price for your sin 
paid the price for the sickness and disease too, and by his stripes you're healed. So that man who just came forward to get saved has just as much right to believe that God wants to save him and also that God wants to heal him. Hallelujah. Amen. So now what am I doing? I'm basing my prayer on the known will of God. And here's the confidence I have. If I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. And if I know he hears me, then here's what else I know. I know I have the petitions I've desired of him. What have I done? I have petitioned God based on what I've discovered in his word. Now, let me say it like this. The prayer petition is much like an attorney preparing a case to go before the court of law. In other words, that attorney doesn't just walk in that courtroom and he's got a client here whose life may be on the line and he says, "Uh, judge, if it be thy will. He wouldn't say that. In fact, he's going to prepare a case. Why do they have all them law books in their library? For reference purpose. So he can build a case. So when he builds this case, he goes before the judge and says, "Um, your honor, based on, uh, you know, volume 12, section 496, Jones versus the state, here was the ruling. A similar case that my client is dealing with. What has he done? He's prepared. He's going in there knowing the will of the law of the land. Yes, that's very good. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to the Word of God and I'm finding out what God says about whatever the need is that I'm dealing with. I'm going to the Word and I'm building my case. Amen. And when I go go before the throne of God, sometimes I even do it this way. Father, you said right here. You said right here in your Word. And I'm bringing my case to you based on what you said in the word. And now, Father, since I know what you said in your word, and I know that's your will, then I have this confidence. You heard me. And since I know you heard me, I know I have the petition I've desired of you. Now, the next thing you do is thanksgiving and praise. Amen. And thanksgiving and praise, even before you see it manifest, is the greatest expression of faith that exists. When you can say, thank you, Lord before you ever see the manifestation, there's no greater faith. Amen. 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 Praise God. Wow. I'm telling you, this is good stuff and I hope you're enjoying it. Hey, my time is up. Watch this special announcement. We'll be back in a few moments. Prayer. Prayer is a powerful weapon against the true adversaries of God's people, principalities, powers, wickedness, addiction, abuse, poverty, and bondage. You can take these forces to battle with the prayer of petition. When God's people pray, they want answers. You can learn how to pray both effectively and humbly in a way that gets results and aligns with God's will. The Prayer of Petition curriculum is a powerful resource containing 45 years of insight and revelation from Jerry Savelle, including the revolutionary book, Prayer of Petition a comprehensive study guide, and 11 teaching sessions on both DVD and CD. It's the perfect resource for you, your group, or Sunday school to take your prayer lives to the next level. The Prayer of Petition is known throughout Christian history as the prayer that gets results, and the curriculum guides the study of the powerful prayer in detail, exploring both the many examples found in God's Word and more recent instances and miracles. 
Learn the biblical definitions of petition and supplication and examine the key components of preparation, thanksgiving, and humility. Grow your confidence that the ruler of all will prevail and learn to rest in his promises. The prayer of petition is a curriculum for you. Experience a more powerful prayer life for you and your group. Call and request or go to jerrysavelle.org to receive the Prayer of Petition book, study guide, and 11 teachings on DVD and CD. Start praying effectively today. You know, one of the things that I learned many, many years ago was that the Bible actually teaches you how to pray accurately. The Bible says that if you ask anything according to God's will, He hears you. Now, you got to know God's will, but that's what the Bible is all about. The Word of God is a revelation of the will of God. So go to the Word of God, and, and I learned this many, many years ago, 48 years ago, listening to Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagin teach on the subject of prayer, and they always said, let the Word of God be or have a priority in your prayer life. Go to the Word, find out what the Word says, and then pray according to the Word. Now, our offer is this special curriculum. It's entitled The Prayer Petition, but it is a curriculum. Now, you can order the book separately, and you can order the study guide separately, and we'll tell you how to do that, but you need to get the curriculum. In this curriculum, it is my book entitled The Prayer of Petition. There are several lessons in here teaching you how to pray according to the Word of God. And then right along with it is the study guide. It's got the lessons in it, and it also asks you questions so that you, we, you know that you studied the book, you listened to the material, and you have an opportunity to fill in the blanks, and it's a great way to get this revelation deep down on the inside of you. But along with that is the audio tapes of all the lessons, and then also DVDs. Now, the reason that we put this together as a curriculum is because we receive uh, from uh, pastors and study groups requests from time to time for material that they can teach in their Sunday school classes, teach in their home Bible studies, and that's the reason we put it together as a curriculum. Now, this has gone all over the world. People have ordered this, and once again, it's one of our most popular teaching series. So if you have a small Bible study, uh, you would consider, possibly consider, getting this material so you can teach it in your Bible study. Uh, perhaps you have uh, four or five members in your family. Get them all together, sit around the table, and study this material. And then also, once again, Sunday school classes. Uh, we have pastors that tell us that after teaching this subject, they begin to learn how to pray. They begin to get results. They begin to have testimonies of major breakthroughs in their life. And so that's the reason for the curriculum. So I want to encourage you to place your order for the entire curriculum. Once again, you can get the book separately. You can get the study guide separately. But why don't you go ahead and invest in the entire curriculum? I want to encourage you to watch again next week. We're going to continue this study on the prayer petition. And partners, let me tell you once again how valuable you are to us, how grateful we are to you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for believing in us, and we appreciate it greatly. Remember this as we close out today, your faith will overcome the world. Next week. This is the will of our Father. Amen. So if he says in this book, 
I will supply all your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Don't I have the right to say, it's the will of my Father that my every need is met? Yes. Yes. Why can I say that? It is written. Yes. 